0: Boom! What's going on, y'all? It's your boy CNI back with episode two of this podcast wrap ups. I am here in the building with my homeboy, the Peruvian plug. Say what's up What to it people. do?
1: What it do? What it do?
0: How you doing today, man?
1: Man, I'm blessed
0: to be alive. That's absolutely right, man. I I have had a, a day, you know, long week. It's been a long week, you know, but. A lot of people are telling me a lot of good things about our first episode.
1: It's like I knew they would. I have to say, the feedback has been pretty good. I, I think. I thought it was kind of rough, to be honest. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too. I, I think like when we were in the process of it, I was like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna come out. But <laughs> upon listening back to it, it's like. We have such a rapport And it's so natural That I think that That comes across More than any Inconsistencies That we may have thought True Shown through You know I feel that And uh, you know We're aficionados In this (laughs) shit You know what I'm saying Hip hop
1: enthusiasts
0: Absolutely And And I think When you love a thing In that way it's just it's going to shine through in any medium that you you know you you come
1: across with so and there's been a lot of different ways to to do that absolutely in, in the last couple decades absolutely which makes me feel a little old
0: but wow but, but it's it's such a fantastic i think we're in such a great space because of of the era of hip hop that we came from uh, how it started out and like oh, most definitely. and where it's at today it it kind of like shows like you're getting old when you stop liking the current music you know what i mean it's like oh well, it was only real kinda. when when i was in high school it's like <laughs> yo like there's been so much dope music it's like I,
1: I, I don't I mean what's dope what was dope then isn't dope now. Right. You know, it's just it's different styles. You got the mumble rappers, you got exactly. the fucking all the Atlanta styles coming, like It's totally different. Yeah. You know? And and um But I love it. I'm
0: I'm a fan, you know, like I I, I really give it a ear. I really sit down and I check it out. And if it's if it comes across with like with how they
1: Feeling it at the time? Of course. Man. There's many factors to what makes you decide if you're feeling it too. I mean, can't you remember back when you would go buy a CD, you'd come home, and while you're listening to it, you're going through the credits, you want to know who the production was from. You want to know where it was recorded, when it was recorded. Exactly. You know, all those things. Yeah. All those things mattered. Yeah, because
0: like like being a fan in our in our time when we were growing up it was like you didn't have instant access to your favorite artist you didn't have twitter that you could look up and see what he thinks about something that just happened 10 (laughs) minutes ago you know what i'm saying you didn't get constant updates of what he was wearing or the new rolex he got you had to wait until the source came out when it was his turn his or her turn to
1: be in the source right. and be featured. So Or watching like Yo! MTV raps. You exactly. Know I mean? Which there's nothing like that today. No. Nothing. No. No. And, and I think that that's a, a major hole in the game right Absolutely. now. I think
0: like if you could get that type of uh, chemistry between two hosts like C&I and eye and improving a plug, and you could bring out all the dope <laughs> niggas doing it right now. That shit would be litty to titty, man. Yeah. They be turning up, man. Yeah, I mean, they be turning up because I mean these young guys that got a lot of talent and they and they really do just need the support of, of people that's doing it. I was I what I love the most about it is like these young dudes is out here getting their money. You know what I'm saying? Oh fuck yeah! And if they in a fucked up situation, they are not afraid to, to say it. Like, yo, I signed this deal, but it's nothing like what I thought. It's all fucked up. I don't want to be in this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? So, it's it's an interesting time, and and you know, I'm 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 a fan, so I'm all in. But you know, it's, something interesting that we were kind of discussing before we got on the mic is when you first fell in love with hip hop. What was it? So, you want to kick Man. it off?
1: That's a tough one, but i I, I can't deny that the Wu Tang clan had a tremendous impact on you know how I felt about hip hop and how you know it was supposed to be right like this is the real shit right, raw, uncut they weren't known for their radio hits, you no. know what I mean no they, they had they had just. The beats, the production, the, the raps, you know, you had all the personalities and they were all dope enough to have their own fucking rap careers, you know, like, right. it was, it was incredible to follow.
0: And I, and you know what, I don't think
1: that there's been another group
0: like that with that many members... That all went solo and had
1: their own careers. Now you had, well, we're we're on the <clears> west coast too, so you got to remember back when we were trying to, you know, just even share that with somebody, motherfuckers would look at you like, who the fuck is this, bro? Right. Like, if it ain't you know, too short or E forty, it's like, whoa, whoa, hold up, bro. There's fucking another coast of fucking right. music, you right? Feel me? It was huge. The people had their own bias. And you definitely. knew, and like all the all the hip hop, all the east coast hip hop heads stuck together. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. Like, they all fucking knew who the fuck Shaheem was, the rugged child, you know what I Absolutely. mean? Or fucking Black Star, fucking most deaf, all that shit, like... And, you know, and I think, like, at that
0: particular time, it was like, Death Row had made its move, and they were number one in hip-hop, and it was like there was just no question about it, like, it it is, still to this day, one of the biggest record labels of all time not just hip hop you know what i'm saying <clears throat> and i think people fail to mention that it was probably the biggest hip hop label of all time but it is it was one of the biggest record labels just of all time period. just period i mean the you know we don't have to go into just how great Dr. Dre was or how you felt the first time well, yeah, Snoop I mean, came out and busted
1: something. And the first time you heard nothing but a G thing or something. It know? was insane. Like, I, I, I do remember habit. that. I had a habit. I do remember that moment. I had the like, Chronic CD, <clears throat> yeah. uh, Easy Ease album, Yeah, and then Doggy Stop. Yeah. And those are like my first three CDs (laughs) ever. Had the Disc Man and everything. Some youngsters don't even know about a disc.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just like the first time I heard nothing but a G thing, that moment actually changed my life. No bullshit. Mm -hmm. It was like that was the first time I literally put pen to paper when I heard Snoop. Come out on that song I mean he had already done Deep cover But it just And I like deep cover But when nothing But a G thing dropped It was like it was there was It was undeniable That that was the biggest song On the radio And that was like My first memory of like When they would play a song A hundred times a day You could hmm. turn on the radio Any time of day
1: And You know
0: what I'm saying It was playing They was yeah, coming true. out with it So
1: that shit was banging.
0: So so for, for the Wu to make their presence known and be felt uh, in that environment when the West Coast was dominating so hard and they came out and was
1: like, we got some shit too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they, they had the dopest style. Nobody had a style like them. And... and Riz's production couldn't have been
0: any more different than than Dr. Dre, to be totally honest. But it was so dope, and it was so unique, and it was so intricate. And I remember the first time I heard "Cream," and I was like, "Oh, that's this shit. beat is <laughs> fucking
1: bananas!" Played that a million times when it came out,
0: just or, all fucking day. Or, or can it be? It was all so simple. The first time you hear that beat, or the first time you hear Method Man, or oh, you just like, what? <laughs> like, it's just like a non
1: Wu Tang Clan ain't oh, nothing to fuck, fuck with.
0: It was like a non stop. I was like, wondering why, why they never
1: let fucking Red Man in. Because he's from Jersey? <laughs>
0: well, I think it was like a Shaolin Island thing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to shout out to the Staten Island he was niggas. was like
1: he just fit right there. He had the, that same
0: you know. he had the same presence that everybody in right. Wu-Tang had and and he was you know and I think that's why Meth and him play so well off of each other even to this day. It's like they really do have that same energy, that same vibe and when they fuse it together, I mean that How High remix was fucking insane. Was that produced by Eric Sermon? I think so. And I to check that out. man, I I remember the video and like having like a VCR set up and I and I had like, V, I had a VHS where I would record all my favorite music videos. You know, it's like long before <laughs> YouTube, you had to wait until like three o'clock until Rap City came on TV, put your VHS in the VCR, cue it up, get it ready to go right when the song yeah. comes on and plus play record. You know what I'm saying? All that type of shit. Big L, you know what I'm saying? I was a Big L fan, like, when oh, I when I first time. heard, like, MVP. Like, that was the first time, like, in the West Coast we, we, we got, like, hip to him. I know he's been doing shit for longer than that, but it really made me want to dig into, like, other, uh, other tracks that he had done. I was like... Well, I think he was part of the
1: uh, Digging in the Crates
0: group. Yeah, always right. part of DITC, definitely. And, uh, I mean... You know, as as time progressed and Napster came along, then we kinda got the stretch and bobito show things that that we didn't get on the West Coast. It was like you know, can you imagine if Stretch and Bobbito were around in this day and age and were able to like catch niggas as they're coming up now? It's like it was insane. And and you when you watch a documentary on it and you hear people talk about I had my tape recording and it was ready to go and and then you hear like the the raw talent, the raw potential of a Big L who comes on there and bro, I've just never heard, even to this day, I've never heard a nigga freestyle like the way Big L could do. Right. I don't know what the fuck I'm listening to right now, but this is the raw oh. shit on earth, nigga. He was he was incredible. <laughs> he had an amazing flow. To be able to go toe to toe with Jay Z, and I'm gonna say it, be the victor
1: of that of that battle. Right. And Jay's no slouch, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? A lot of people don't even, might not even know, you know, about Big L. Big L was an MC murdered for false identity, correct? B-
0: they thought he was his brother. How fucked up is that? How fucking
1: crazy is that? He was an up and coming superstar, no doubt, on the East Coast, no doubt. You know, everybody backed him. And he was he was coming up. I forget how young he was, but he was a,
0: he was a young dude, incredibly young, young dude, early twenties. You know what I'm saying? Right. And him and Jay were coming up at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Like L had so much potential. He definitely could have made a monster album, mm-hmm. but if if we're gonna be if we're gonna keep it a buck, yo. Jay murdered hmm. Reasonable Doubt. Murdered uh, 1, it. 1,000%. I just remember like hearing that joint for the first time and feeling that that
1: way, like this guy is gonna be huge. He killed it. He killed it. What's the uh, song with the video where he's riding around in the, um, the white Lexus, feeling it? Oh, yeah. Yes, that's it.
0: Incendiary album, (laughs) insane, bro, insane. That that
1: was a a, uh, you know a turning point for a lot of people. Definitely, it was like regarding Jay Z. I mean,
0: well, regarding Jay Z, obviously, uh, I mean, it, it, it launched him into into superstardom. You know, like he like he focused so much on the the end product. It was like, how can I stand out? above everybody else and make shit that is going to essentially be timeless
1: and I feel like that was kind of his focus and his thinking it was all about his delivery Yeah, you know what I mean Yeah, like you said he cared about the final product so much that every word had to fucking roll off his tongue every fucking bar had to roll into the next one it was no hiccups it was so smooth you could play it over and over again exactly you, you know he just had a formula to it and not to mention... And he know, grew. The capital to to hire the best producers in the game.
0: Right. Yeah, he had... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had like, Primo on his shit. I don't... You know, Ski Beats did... Um, what's the joint with Mary J? Can't Knock, can't knock the Hustle. Oh, well, of course. Ski Beats did that joint. And, and I don't know how big Ski Beats was at that time. He wasn't on my radar. That's not to say that he wasn't doing big shit. But it at when he did that beat i was like yo this is f-. tremendous but at that particular time still my favorite mc was nas and obviously when you create an album like illmatic that's known as
1: the bible of rap
0: <laughs> i mean I'm not I'm not biased by anybody else's opinion. I am I am very much willing to stand alone on my opinion. Whatever I think, I'm willing to back it, I'm willing to talk about it. Illmatic was is is the best hip hop album of all
1: time. There's just there's just no question about it. Well, what is it in your opinion since we're on the topic that really makes it that what makes it so special to you? I think
0: it's the 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 overall flow the, of, the way he delivered his flow well no that too but the overall flow of the album and the okay. fact that there is no filler you know what I'm saying right. like if you listen to the beats today it's dated. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. The beat. Some of the beats are dated. They just don't hold up. Right. To, you know, there's no 808. So if you play it in a car that that's got subs, you, you're not right. gonna get nothing there. Right. But that's not what hip hop was necessarily about True. then. True. If you wanted that, you played Too Short, or Two live Crew, or Two live Crew, or a fucking Uncle Luke. Anything that that was like heavily focused on bass music and coming out of the Bay. That was always available. That was always there for us. Exactly, always at the forefront, right? Yeah, and you had the niggas with the zap board and the and the big ass 15s in the trunk. So you were hearing that like everywhere be, we go. They'd be down
1: to to follow a shitty rapper as long as the fucking bass slapped. Exactly. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of that going on. So
0: I think like with the way Nas painted the picture. Of what was going on in Queens Bridge, it made you at the center of it. You felt like you, you were transported there, right. and you could see like, damn, it's dope fiends on the bench. <laughs> Ill will just got murked. I mean, he trying to make some money off loose cracks. You got the tank in the dresser. Telling. Amazing, He's incredible, amazing, and 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 then you had the. The, the the primo production you had the Q tip production you had the Professor Large production so right. it was so at that particular time it was the production was so sound so ahead of ahead of its time then then right and Nas's flow and he took you there man and he's talking to you he's he's never above like. Like room Vocal level Like he's like He's like chopping it up With his nigga (coughs) Listening to that shit Every night Like I don't know if I could do this But this is what I want to
1: do Right You know what I'm saying If there's someone You want to rub off on you Exactly You want to know Something about what he knows Like I want I want that skill set That he
0: has You know what I'm saying So (laughs) I mean to, to wrap it up You know I feel like like if i'm being honest like i first knew i wanted to do this when i saw ll cool j i'm bad and i was like seven years old and to see that and and to proclaim that you were like yo i don't know i want to do that you know what i'm saying so that's when i knew that this was this was what i was slated to do but i think we're gonna end it it right here man that's uh Excellent discussion as always. (laughs) No, brief discussion on uh... Our early interests and, and falling in love with hip hop, you know, it's, it's essential. So, if this is your first time here at Wrap Ups, please click that subscribe button. If you're Do watching that. this on YouTube or if you're that listening nerd. to it on iTunes Podcast or Stitcher or Google Play or Spotify, wherever you're at, subscribe one. so you don't miss an episode. You don't want to miss seeing I in the plug talking gonna about gonna some real shit.
1: Real dope.
0: This is every week we're doing this. This is Wrap Ups. See y'all next time. Peace.
1: Peace.